Hello and welcome to the Yellow Shirt Podcast. I am your host, TXMI from Tom Spurs, um, and I am a, if you don't know who I am, I'm like a gaming YouTuber or some shit. Um, and I am joined here by um, the one and the only Tale of the Toaster. Thank you so much for being What's here. Good? He's also a fervent gamer over on his own channel. That That's what we're Ooh. known for. Video gaming. I mean, I haven't done a huge amount of gaming over the past couple of months of the channel, really. But no, video games, we talk about it. That's that's us. He's a, no he's other a, he's a gamer. Only gaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess um, we'll start this all off by just asking you to introduce yourself to everyone watching. And who you are and what your position of power is on the internet. <laughs> position of power. I thought you were going to say over you, to be fair. Um, <laughs> gosh, because we've done the whole origin story plenty of times, mm. right? I mean, mainly more so on my channel, I guess. But, but, um, but what if, what if my grandma f- doesn't know? Yeah, your grandma could be watching. So let's let's Shout try out. and do let's try and do the anime recap version of. Uh, so I'm Taylor the Toaster. First of all, the guy who's been making Inazuma Eleven Let's Plays on YouTube since 2015, and he's still not made it to Galaxy yet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we started with the first one back in 2015. Finished Chrono Stones uh, like a year ago, and then Galaxy's just been waiting on. The, the game to be finished. But and we're going to talk about that, now, don't worry. But, oh, we will. But along the way, um, I met this guy called Ace Two Shoes um, sometime during Inazuma 11.3, I believe it was. Um, I, A, needed a multiplayer guest for the local stuff in that game, and more importantly, I needed some thumbnails making for the awful job that I'd done on the first series, back when I didn't even have Photoshop. And this young, sprightly lad was one of my subscribers, and he just made them all in in 24 hours because of an offhand comment I made on Discord saying, huh, my thumbnails look pretty bad for this series. <laughs> it would be good if I, I remade them. And then he just rolls in and does them all anyway. I had a lot uh, of So we have been mates ever since. Like I've, I've seen every single phase of the TXM Tom Spores channel. I have seen it. It has gone through many variations mm. to get where it was today like we made it a, a real pain for like updating the links in his appearances on my channel from ace two shoes to tom spores to the flood mm. to tom spores to txm it's been a it's been a ride but whether it was to talk about britain's got talent or in azuma 11 or absolutely nothing else we've uh, stayed in touch all this time and now we live in the timeline where actually everyone realizes this guy's really good in his own right. I'm going to subscribe to him for Harry Evans getting cooked. <laughs> and couldn't really ask for anything more. My best video. <laughs> so that was an introduction to you yeah, I was from say, me. You're, you're, but it was, you're making it was basically this a bit too much about me. That, but it, yeah, it's basically to say that throughout all that time, all I've been doing is in a Zoom 11 Let's Plays and then whatever the past year of the channel has been, just general in a Zoom 11 mm. stuff. But... Um, well, I'm well supported by my friends, and this is now one of them wants to podcast me, and that's bloody brilliant. So, so what's it been like as someone who founded their entire channel on Let's Plays to suddenly have a massive period where that's not what you're doing in the slightest? Mm. What's that been like? Yeah. Oh, it was horrifying to start with because it's like, what on earth? 
am I going to do? Because, you know, we, we talked about how I started doing Inazuma 11 Let's Plays in 2015. Mm. Um, but if you notice that Let's Play Inazuma 1 was followed up by a Let's Play of Sonic Lost World. Shout out to your best Let's <laughs> had, Play. Had the be- it's so easily watchable. It's like 12, 12 10-minute parts. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I hadn't really committed to being fully an inner tuber as such until I was getting towards the end of Inazuma 11 2, and I was like, well, I guess my next Let's Play will be Final Fantasy Fables Chocobo Tales to separate the Inazuma stuff for people that don't care as much before I realised I was getting to the end of that and everyone just wanted Inazuma 3, and that was what I wanted to make anyway, so it's like, why don't I just do all the Inazumas in a row? That sounds fun. I uh, didn't think we'd still be here all these years later, but but you know, before I could do Inazuma, I needed a capture board to do that. I was I've been doing the LP since 2012 on whatever the heck back when back when I was just finishing up school. Um, the first, you could kind of see the hints in the beginning, like my first Let's Play was Mario Tennis Power Tour for the Game Boy Advance, which is basically. Inazuma 11, but with tennis. Mm. Like, that's really all there is to it. It's one of my favourite games of all time, and I'm I'm really glad that was able to be a, a starting point for it. But yeah, so to know that I've been doing Let's Plays from 2012 up to 20, 2020, and then to not be able to do the next game was um, a bit of a challenge, because it's like, oh... Huh. I didn't really have a plan for this. I knew that there were other games I wanted to Let's Play. Like, I've always said that one day I want to make a Let's Play of Little Battler's Experience, also known as uh, mm. Danball Senki in Japan. It's it's another game by level 5, but it's about fighting robots, my other main passion. And it's also had a crossover movie with Inazuma 11. So it was a really logical thing to do. Yeah. But you can imagine... If I'd finished Chrono Stones and finished the post-padding of Chrono Stones against every level 99 team ever, which I'm still glad people really enjoyed <laughs> and actually found that valuable, it's like, if I started Let's Playing Little Battler's Experience now and then the finished patch for Go Galaxy just dropped like a third of the way through my LP of a different game entirely, yeah. I'm going to have this sinking feeling of regret, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm just... Stuck Let's Playing a different game entirely that no one would be wanting me to do because they'd want Go Galaxy anyway. With that, that, that's been made abundantly clear in, <laughs> in every comment ever. So it's like, once Chrono Stones was fully wrapped up, I thought, I want to keep making Inazuma content, but it can't be Let's Plays. And I also don't know how big of a time period I've got to fill here. Hmm. So the strategy was basically just make whatever comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a familiar strategy, of course, uh, shared between both of us. I'm sure you can agree. <sighs> the difference being, I would try and commit myself to what comes to mind maybe once or twice a week, whereas you would be whatever comes to mind consistently every day until um, you'd, find, you'd finished digging a grave for all three of your individual channels for you to sit in at your leisure. You know, you could jump into any one of them exactly. at any moment. You've just done so much digging that you're spoiled for choice. Um, but yeah, 
uh, I had no idea what I was going to do with this period. People were asking me, what are you going to do after Chronostones if you can't do Galaxy? And I'd think, dot, dot, dot. Uh, well, think of something, but you know what? Think of something we did. We yeah. did that quite a lot of times, actually. And so I've, I've ended up really happy with this with this in-between period, especially knowing it shouldn't last too much longer, at least in terms of the production phase, you know, in mm. terms of releasing stuff, we'll still have plenty of Ares uh, videos still to come. That was that was at least one semi-consistent series that I could work on alongside all the random stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like we're now in the closing steps there where we can actually think of Galaxy as a possibility now. It's very, very close. Um, so I guess the, the randomness arc is kind of over now. Yeah. But I've learned a lot from it and made a lot of friends. And it's like, I never want to lose that now. You know, I, for until that point, I was entirely a Let's Player. Um, but now it's like, okay, I want to be primarily a Let's Player for Go Galaxy's sake. But uh, if I have an idea for something else, I'll just do it. Because it's fun. It's fun keeping keeping things varied like that. Um, but I guess we'll want to talk in a bit more detail about some of the individual uh, ones, I suppose. But um, I won't ramble off course without being handed a question first. So. Well, let's dive into <laughs> one of those straight off the bat. So let's. Um, so the iceberg, the inner Zoomer Eleven iceberg, explain, which I think is probably, I would say, pro- aside from like a Let's Play episode one or the, like the pants episode, probably the biggest solo video on your <laughs> channel. Um, in terms of like grand yeah. impact, um, and so let's just in general with that, what was the thought process of that video, and what was the actual like process of the entire making of it? It's funny you put it behind the pants episode of Inazuma Three. Actually, I guess that's kind of my defining moment as a let's player. Maybe mm. uh, the ones I have the fondest memories of making, and then the iceberg. Well, that definitely had the biggest impact, um, community wise. Where'd that come from? Um, that was pretty early into my phase of making whatever the hell. Uh, if anything, it kind of kicked it off because, like, the iceberg was one of, thankfully, one of the first ideas I had to fill that period between let's plays and just something that maybe even if I was mid let's play, I might have made it anyway because it was kind of too tempting of an idea not to do. Hmm. Um, but you know, throughout the course of that, okay. To make this video, I actually needed to get footage of the Jude game-breaking glitch in Inazuma 1. Oh, whoops, now I've gathered enough footage to actually make a tutorial guide on how to trigger the Jude game-breaking glitch. Seeing as it forced me to play through Inazuma 1 twice just to get that footage, I I might as well make the damn video. Um, In terms of inspiration, it's, you know... It's a trend, obviously. Uh, I'm not the first person to make an iceberg video. Anyone who is familiar with them already at that point in time knows that at some point every series with enough to talk about is going to need its own iceberg video on YouTube because they're genuinely really interesting. Um, The ones I started watching first were on the Danganmandy channel. Um, So that's a dedicated Danganronpa YouTuber. So therefore the first one I ever saw was about Danganronpa. Um, but then she also made a Mario Kart one. Um, then I started kind of looking up a few random ones on my own from channels that I'd never watched before. Like there's a really good Earthbound one that reveals so much about that series. And I looked on that channel and there was basically nothing else on it. So it's like, well, we've hit a dead end here, but I enjoyed that one video at least. Um, 
I think the most direct moment of I've got to make this for Inazuma was uh, one of my favourite channels is Nick Robinson, uh, the brother of one of Tom's favourite musicians, Porter Robinson. He's made no. some of my favourite YouTube videos of all time. And uh, he'd made a really grand video about a lost McDonald's Nintendo DS game. Yeah. Um, and so for for that, his grand video was the actual recovering of the game and playing it and speed running it and all of that stuff. And then the iceberg was something he did afterwards to reveal new information that had come to light since making his video. So it kind of made me think, well, you know what? It can't be that hard to make an iceberg video, right? It's at least within my uh, grasp of possibility. I enjoy them enough and I certainly have knowledge on Inazuma. Um, Mm. I know at the same time, some of my Robot Wars community people like the Damn Beaver are also trying to work on a robot combat iceberg just as an image. It's like, okay, I could help with this or I could just go off on my own and make an Inazuma one. Um, I suppose the idea with these videos, you're supposed to find one on Reddit and then make a video about it. You're not meant to make the iceberg yourself and then your own video, but something as niche as Inazuma just didn't have an iceberg. It had one, but it was... Not the best. Yeah. So, so we just filled it with all kinds of information that I would want to put in there and bring to light. And then um, we got cracked. Funnily enough, it was actually unscripted. I don't know if that was obvious, but like I had every point to talk about mm. in each tier. And I recorded it all in one go, just saying whatever came to mind for each one. Okay. Um, so it meant, when I was recording it, it felt like, oh, this is going to be a relatively quick process because I made the iceberg earlier this week and now I've already recorded the audio. This is going to be great. And it took three weeks straight of editing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my days. This is this is a big one. Um, but you know what? We, we enjoyed it really a lot because it was the first time I'd gotten to make use of proper new assets uh, that I had made for my channel, like both yourself and Relic Raider uh, teamed up to help me with some of the Ares style branding that I wanted to put on the channel. Yeah. So this was actually the first time I got to use it. And then just teaching myself to do more than just editing gameplay, but actual editing, editing that I used to do back in the, in the countdown days of challenges approaching, I'd not really taken on anything that intensive for a couple of years. So we just thought, right, well, I don't think there's too much risk of anyone making an Inazuma iceberg, but it's also past the trend enough where I don't have to rush it out either. Let's just take as long as it needs while still working a full-time job the whole way through. And it worked out as taking uh, about three weeks of pretty much non-stop. I was working on it most days of the week. Um, But it was actually starting to give me a bit of that community involvement back. I still kept it as a solo project. Like, um, almost all of the facts came from me, but, like, a couple of the facts came from the damn beaver, um, Relic Raider, who designed my logo. He's, like... We we came back into touch because he's actually a massive fan of the berries, the guy, the girls who make the Inazuma outro music. Yeah. Um, we met through Robot Wars, but we just kind of started bantering again recently because of because of berries <laughs> it's like uh well, i can count on you for some knowledge there and yeah we got a couple of uh info drops from other people but it was mainly done on my own but then while i was editing it um because there were so many steps to it and 
the the old laptop was so laggy that it could barely keep up. Um, the, basically, the only way I was going to get a good watch back of what I'd done already was to render it and stick it on YouTube. Uh, and every step of the way, it wouldn't just be me watching it, but it'd also be my very good friend, Alexander Greensmith. Yo, shout out uh, to Alex. Possibly shout outs to Alex, somebody that we've spent lots of personal time with in person now. He's he's a great guy. Beautiful man. Uh, and also Countdown Black, someone who's not necessarily from the Inazuma fandom, but um, is a really good editor and countdown maker in their own right. So um, I was kind of able to bounce everything I was doing off a non-Inazuma person as well. Mm. Um, but every time I'd finish like one tier of the iceberg, I'd just render it and share it with them, and they'd tell me what to do, what to fix with it, what I could be doing better. They'd tell me to flip the footage of FIFA horizontally, which I didn't, and we know how that went. <laughs> uh, so Alex was on the ball with that one. I wasn't. I flipped everything except for FIFA. <laughs> ah, and then the video got but... monetized. It did indeed. So I hope you're enjoying that uh, 25 quid FIFA because uh, <laughs> that could that could have got me a, a Nintendo Switch portable carry case. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, think of the McDonald's you could have bought. Oh, so many Big Macs off of that iceberg, but it's all going to FIFA because <laughs> that's, the, that's the way of the world. But I mean, hey, uh, I'm still very grateful for the video taking off at all. Mm. Um, so it was a solo venture. It wasn't the first one I'd done that year, I guess, or within the past couple of months. I guess there was the Gino video before that, which was just interspersed with all the other Inazuma stuff. But even though that was heavily edited and scripted, I still managed to do that within one weekend, just wow. about. Like <laughs> We recorded it on the Friday evening, having scripted it at work, and then, wow. and then finished it... Um, by the Sunday night, made a couple of corrections on the Tuesday and pushed that out, whereas Iceberg took weeks. Mm. But we just really enjoyed it, and it showed that I could still be doing my own videos, but I could get people to help as well. And it was somewhat building up the camaraderie until the video went live. And then not only was it building up community in helping to work on a video and make something important, but then also my audience... Um, that I'd engaged with prior to releasing the iceberg was pretty much just UK and Netherlands with a bit of America as well. Yeah. Like the two leading native English speaking Inazuma communities. Um, there'd be no reason for a French or a Spanish or an Italian fan to check out my channel because they have their own Inazuma YouTubers in their own languages, which I wasn't really paying that much attention to. I knew that they were out there, but I'd never made an effort to engage with them or their communities. Mm. Um, but something as broad as an, ice, an iceberg would kind of go beyond the Let's Plays, which would just appeal to whoever can speak that language more efficiently than the others. And obviously, Netherlands have their own language, but the, the way it worked out for them, to my understanding, is they got a Dutch dub of their show, but the games were always in English. So that meant um, anyone who was looking for gaming content about it was kind of expecting it to be in English so I guess that's how it worked out with them as my top geography alongside the UK but the yeah. iceberg that was actually people in countries like Italy and Spain and all of them would have, would have a reason to put up with the English for something that nobody's really done before and now that I think about it I am really lucky that nobody just did like a Spanish iceberg beforehand or True. an Italian iceberg because there was 
you know, I was thinking nobody else is possibly going to do this. Uh, you weren't making an Azuma content. I'd never heard of a HK-16. It, it felt like a pretty barren landscape, which it's now not, which is great. Um, but yeah, we just took our time with it. Thankfully, it didn't get um, uh, cooked by anything else. <laughs> Apparently, I cooked someone else. One of the comments I got in the first three days was like, damn, I actually already made my iceberg graphic and I was about to start editing that, so rip. <laughs> so, oh. But, um, but yeah, so I feel bad for like them. 50,000 views. <laughs> Apparently so. Couldn't have possibly guessed. Um, but, but yeah, this was actually enough to kind of break down that boundary and start meeting people in the other Inazuma fandoms, so... Uh, I owe a lot to that thing. Really enjoyed working on it. It's I'm very fortunate that it did well in views. We all know that iceberg videos tend to do well in views, but then again, the ones that come up on the recommended are usually a a bit bigger of a series than Inazuma Eleven. Yeah. So I had no idea how it was gonna do. Um, I knew that the last time I'd properly sat down and edited something for a weekend with the Gino video, that just fortunately did well. Um, wasn't guaranteed to happen for the iceberg, but it did. And so monetized or not, it reached tens of thousands of people and actually helped to teach about Inazuma and get people back into it. And then, as we know, get to know new people. I see, I see. So yeah, so and then obviously that leads on to the history of Inazuma 11, which I guess it's a similar, mm. it's a similar question of, of how did that come about? Very continuously. Um, because obviously the iceberg took up a solid three weeks of my life Yeah, where I was either, I was going to work, I was coming home, I was editing the iceberg, I would chat with Alex Greensmith and Countdown Black and basically no one else <laughs> over this time period. And once that kind of takes up three weeks of your life, you, you forget how to cope without it. You know, I thought, oh my God, the iceberg it's finished. It's doing really well. I think it's currently on approaching 50,000 views and it was certainly getting uh, heading that way even at the time. I'm like, well, I need something that's on that kind of level of scope to do next. Uh, I've not necessarily got any ideas yet, but I knew the moment the iceberg went live, even though I was going to keep putting out little one-offs like the Jude game-breaking glitch and Stuff with Baiyi, I guess it's more than a little, but, you know, uh, mm. all the tier lists that I was making as one-offs. I knew I wanted to be working on something of that kind of scope again. Um, and I was kind of, I was speaking to a few people about it. And funnily enough, one person did kind of suggest an entire series history. I think it was the Great Blazer, actually, who suggested that. Just an overall history of, of Inazuma. Or maybe it was a bit more specific than that. Um... So I thought, well, that could that could be an option. Um, sounds like a massive undertaking, but hmm. um, it was, you know, I didn't really have to think about it for very long because when the iceberg dropped, it only took a couple of days, like within the same week, before I got a DM from this lovely man named Bjorn, uh, the owner of the channel Ryusei Boys, or at least one of the main ones. And this was the first example where, okay, I'm realising... The iceberg is actually reaching people in France, Italy, Spain, all those other fancy places, Portugal, Brazil. I think I'd already had a fair bit of Brazil on the channel at that point. But um, this guy Bjorn, 
he reaches out to me on Twitter, um, introduces me to his channel. He shows, oh, this is this is quite cool. He's got like four thousand subscribers to his name and putting out videos every single day. Again, this is still kind of before your channel had taken off. So the idea of a daily content in a tuber was. I knew that, okay, this guy actually has quite a lot of potential. I can't tell how good his videos are because I don't speak Italian. (laughs) There's not a great deal I can get out of them for the most part. Um, But once, what he wanted to ask was could he do a bit of a live reaction to the iceberg on Twitch and explain to his audience what it meant, you know, if they weren't necessarily clued up on English or if I'd made a bit of a mistake if he thought there was something he could elaborate on um yeah he so I I said go ahead in fact I want to watch this because I love what when I've worked so hard on something like the iceberg it'd be great to actually see someone react to watching it um and so a couple days later yeah he went to twitch and watched the iceberg for his twitch audience there was about 50 or so people there, I think, or at least uh, a good amount to keep the keep the conversations going. Mm. And I'd uh, drop in and he'd do most of the stream in Italian, um, again, to help keep his actual audience engaged. But I was still watching along and sometimes I'd put something in the chat or he'd have something to say that he wanted me to hear. So it was like 92% Italian, and then he'd just come out with something in English, <laughs> and it'd just make me laugh. Uh, like, oh, what was it? So I think one of the topics we went over was that Cinderella Life game. No, it was, it was in a Zoom 11 every day, yeah. um, where you can kind of go through the daily lives of of Mark and Jude, uh, put them in the bath and fun stuff like that. Mark, Axel, and then Jude's on the mobile version. Um, so he watched that whole segment, talked over it in Italian, and I was just kind of saying in the chat, it'd be funny if I played that one day. And then he just, after an Italian sentence, he just covers his mouth, turns straight to the camera and says, They love the toaster. I have the rum. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just... I was absolutely dying laughing. And he's like, I have a surprise for you. I have the rum. Do you want it? <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm really, really getting on with this guy. He's adding new information to the iceberg. He's bringing it to new people. He's clearly got a, a channel that deserves a bit of a push um, to his to his own crowd. And I just want to stay in touch with this guy because he's really funny, really nice. And I've not had that many friends in the Inazuma world that closely before. Mm. You know, I'd hung around in Discord servers. I knew you. Um, we'd, we'd talk every so often. But yeah, you know, I guess my main friend base was on the robot side of things. And then Inazuma, I was doing quite independently and just talking with my commenters in the comments. Yeah. And making making videos. So we started making friends with Bjorn and... I thought, okay, so making new contacts in the Inazuma world. I also want a new video that's kind of on the iceberg's level of scope. Is there some way that we could bring this together? Um, And basically what I did was have a skim through his channel to see what on there um, he's kind of already made. Some of it just to watch for my own benefit, but also kind of get the feel of, Okay, so I've had I've done the the iceberg in English, and then he's introduced it to Italy through his translation. What if I 
found something of his in Italian and brought it to the English market so that they could understand it properly. Yeah. And it just so happened. He had this most perfect fit of, like, the, it was from the thumbnail alone, it was unmissable. Like, you could tell just from looking at the thumbnail and the video length of 45 minutes and the title of The Complete History of Inazuma 11, but in Italian, uh, La Storia di Inazuma 11. Uh... I thought... Well, I'm going to watch this, and I'm not going to understand a word, but I'm going to stick those auto-generated captions on. And he just poured so much love and passion into it. There wasn't a minute wasted in the 45 minutes. It was all relevant content. He had different speakers from all different parts of the Italian community. Um, Generally brought up a bit of information that I didn't know from time to time. Like, I knew almost nothing about Inazuma 11 Future. Um, yeah, it was the whole thing was just a loving passion project from this guy that I've decided I really, really like because he's very funny and approachable and open. And you look at the views count, and it was on like 3.7 thousand hmm. for what looked like very clearly weeks and weeks of work. Um, and there was also another one, um, made by a different YouTuber called La Storia di Inazuma 11, and that was on more like 10,000 views, uh, which came out at basically the same time, but he narrowly pipped Bjorn to the post by like Uh. a couple of days to a week at most. Uh, We know that Bjorn's video was started first, but this this one from another guy was finished first, and so it got that bit more traction. Um, And I just thought, well... This isn't on. This video's too good to just sit on 3.7k views. Um, I want to do something with this. And you know, it was kind of a question of, what, do I just put new voiceovers over the old, the existing thing? Do we re-edit it together? Do I re-edit it entirely? Because, you know, I was not taking anything for granted. I'd just spent three weeks of my life editing it in a Zoom 11 iceberg. I was totally open to doing something of that size again. But um, fortunately, Bjorn already had all the editing files saved from the first time he made it. So we basically worked out, okay, if we split this up, um, Bjorn will just re-edit whatever is uh, in the background of the video because he's already got the editing timeline there in front of his face. Um, He can translate the Italian into rough English and then I can jazz it up a bit to sound a bit more natural. And then I'll just pick like, 18 different people to read it out and well i'll get their recordings i'll send that back to bjorn we'll mash it together and then we'll have an actual english complete history of inazuma 11 that we can be proud of and actually provide that information that's currently missing and also give bjorn's work the views that it deserved like we knew we could get past 3.7k um and and yeah we did that pretty quickly of course but so in the end, it didn't work out as a huge input from me. It was mainly just deciding to do it and keeping communications open with people, like uh, fair enough, dressing the dressing the scripts up to make them more native English. That was that was a process, but but a fun one. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess the the main thing was reaching out to the right people and thinking, okay, this is this is more than just boosting. Bjorn's channel and giving me another grand project to have on mine. Actually, if I'm reaching out to different people to get them involved with this, why don't we make 
a big deal out of everybody. Um, and we'll just find new people that I've never spoken to before, as well as all the existing ones um, that I know regularly and some that I'd lost touch with and get them all involved. I mean, I could break break so many of those down bit by bit, like um, people like Tatsunami, previously known as Ryukario, was somebody that I'd spoken to a lot a few years ago. Mm. We were both Let's Players of Inazuma, but then she moved on to other other hobbies with it and stopped making YouTube videos while... Uh, Dragon Blaze is another really good Inazuma YouTuber who I'd spoken to quite a lot a couple of years ago. We played Smash together. We made a couple of Inazuma streams, but um, I think he just kind of, uh, as soon as he quit Twitter, um, we just kind of lost touch, basically. Yeah. Um, so I thought, actually, you know, that's another person I could re-engage with and try to bring this whole community together. Um, we were talking very regularly. You just started your own channel again at that point. So you were an obvious choice to actually start the video and have one of the biggest scripts. Um, Alexander Greensmith, again, I was talking to all the time um, about the Inazuma iceberg. So he wasn't really an Inazuma YouTuber, but he's great at voiceovers. He had the Nathan Swift mascot for so many years. um, And he had been such a big help with the iceberg. So the damn beaver, I wanted to get those regulars like that involved, but then reconnect with the old faces like Dragon Blaze and uh, Tatsunami. And then for other parts of it, just reach out to people that I've never, ever communicated with before. Mm. And there were quite a lot of those in the end. Um, I I set out some at the beginning that I wanted to get involved uh, with the video that I'd not spoken to that much before. Like Breton Boy was a big one. He found me on Twitter by watching the iceberg. Like, I think uh, one of the Inazuma Twitters just tweeted it out. And then he saw, yo, Inazuma content on YouTube? <laughs> I got to check this out. And I do say that as generally as he did. Like, not even, oh, an Inazuma iceberg? Just videos about Inazuma? <laughs> he was that unaware of, of it being a possibility. Um, so we knew we wanted him involved. And, and then there's... Um, People that I kind of discovered along the way, like HK16, I kind of knew of in passing because his videos were being promoted in Sync's Discord. Uh, Sync was, of course, invited to the uh, to be involved with it, but he just doesn't do voiceovers, so he just kind of helped in the background without actually speaking in it. But I thought, um, you know, there was a point where... So, like, HK16, he wasn't even necessarily in it from the start. I first offered the ghost go and grow chronosome segment to the damn beaver but he said actually can i have this one instead and i said sure wait now i've got to find someone for the for the go and go chronostone segment wait wasn't there someone making a let's play of chronostones that they were promoting on sync's discord let's just have a bit of a scroll up uh checked out a couple of his videos i thought this guy's got a really cool voice tiny youtube channel he was on like 50 or something subscribers at the time but the the you know it was it was a brand new face in the Inazuma world that I'd not come across before. Mm. I thought, all right, if I'm going to use this as a bit of a platform to big up new people, sure, let's just see what this guy's all about. And within a day, he was selling me a PC. (laughs) (laughs) So that moved pretty quick. Um, And then it just carried on like that. Because I think um, some of the most pertinent stuff is with some of the last people that we invited. Oh, face cam, come on, come back. Have you paused? 
So some of the really new people that we got involved with that um, were kind of uh, reserves, you could almost say. Like, because I had a couple people in mind uh, to be in the video that we couldn't uh, couldn't in the end get hold of, or mm. uh, we turned we I had something written as one script, and then once we looked at the proper length of it, actually this is more like two. Like Breton's script would have been like eight or nine minutes long oh, yeah. if we didn't split it in half and I had no idea until after the fact. Um, so there were just points further and further on where we realised uh, either I found a new person that we'd really like to get involved or genuinely just a space has opened up. Um, let's fill it again. So like, you guess, I guess you could kind of say HK16 was the first new one brought in filling in for sync. And then when the Breton segment we decided to split in two... Uh, I didn't necessarily have anyone in mind, but um, I'd just just started getting comments from Mike B. Miller, um, leaving really, really detailed comments on the tier lists. She just followed me on Twitter literally the same week, I think, and kind of noticed in passing, well, she's actually got YouTube videos that's vaguely related to Inazuma at least some of the time. This is another opportunity, maybe, to just get another Inazuma person into this video, which at this point is nearly done. Mm. Like, I think we got her involved in the final two weeks of the whole thing. Yeah. Um, speaking every day ever since, so that was a good decision. <laughs> you wouldn't think, based on the people that were still in contact with the most off the history of Inazuma, that most of them were actually some of the final additions to the whole uh, thing. Like, HK16 and Mike B. Mila were not in the first draft of people to include yeah. was people like uh, the Dan Beaver and Alexander Greensmith who are less, more loosely associated to Inazuma. They were there from the very beginning. Um, like that was a great example of someone to to bring in last, that we literally discovered during the video production process. I had never heard of her for the first week or two of working on the whole thing. But we just, we just gradually, as we started to reach more people through the iceberg and, talking between st- between ourselves, reminding ourselves who we watched in the Inazuma fandom. I had some great chats with Tatsunami and Breton Boy about who they watched. Um, you know, Breton was like, oh, is Pyro Shad going to be in this? And I'm like, should probably reach out to that guy. Couldn't get hold of him in the end, but I'm like, oh, that'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Um, the, the absolute last addition to it all was Emmy. Because, um, like, we, we had, like, a f- basically when Great Road of Heroes ended up getting revived, we thought, oh, no, this is, this has gone from, like, a minute and a half's worth of stuff to its own segment, basically. Yeah. Um, let's just very quickly find someone <laughs> to, to talk about Great Road of Heroes. Um, and, of course, this was still uh, Bjorn's project at the end of the day. He did this originally with lots of Italian guest stars, so I wanted to keep at least many of them involved, like Conrad, Subica. Um, I basically gave him free reign to say, look, if there's any Italians who want to speak in English uh, and be in the video again, then just put some forward. We won't go for, like, a majority or anything, but let's at least have a couple. Mm. Um, Emmy was the final edition because Bjorn dropped on me at the last possible second that she made the thumbnail for the original one. And it was literally, the thumbnail was why I clicked on it in the first place. It was so eye-catching and I loved it. So as, as soon as he said, 
oh, yeah, she's a YouTuber and she made the thumbnail. I'm like, well, get her in then. <laughs> she can have this segment. And that was the last thing uh, we needed. And then, so, yeah. I, th- I don't know if there was anyone in the middle, but I feel like HK16, Might Be Mila, and Emmy were the last people to j- get involved, whereas mm. the first people to say yes were were you, Alex, myself, and Bjorn, obviously. And then we kind of, I kind of just gradually asked people in order of when I kind of wanted them to be in it. But yeah, and it all, all just kind of worked out perfectly for us in the end, because we did all manage to submit our stuff in time, get it into one video, and then it's like... Oh, so we've all done this big project, and we've watched the premiere together, and we've watched the follow-up TXM stream straight after. We're clearly all just getting along with each other. It's like, huh. I guess we could just stay friends now. (laughs) We could just continue talking to each other as a friend group. Mm. It doesn't just have to be a video. Uh, We... For the purpose of showing that there in- is an Inazuma community, why don't we just be a community <laughs> and talk <laughs> with each other a lot? And that's exactly what we've done ever since, and it's been months now. I still think we and need we a name. And we still get on. I still think our group mm. needs a name. No, we've got the name of the inner tubers. What that's... we need is a mascot. We need nah. somebody to draw. We need somebody to draw the Pokemon Gen 3 inner tuber with a football <laughs> and possibly an orange headband <laughs> and that's the mascot that uh, we are the inner tubers from Hoenn. we just <laughs> need to commission the right people to make it happen i, th- I still think we need we need like a, like you know like a really weird name i i don't know i feel, I feel like we're missing like we we got we got to really re- brand ourselves as an evil team you know oh so we're going to be more of a team skull type yo of thing, right? T- wait, what could, what could we even call it? Team Tube. <laughs> team Tube. <laughs> Just pick what. what's the most heinous villainous plan. For, what would Protocol Omega be called if they were a Pokemon team? Would they, would they be Team Time? Oh, they, they totally would be. They would be. They would be Team, team time. time. You would have Team Time. Team t- <laughs> so we've got on BBC, we've got Time Team. <laughs> and then in <laughs> Chronostones, we've got Team Time. You have al- Alias would be... Wait, so so Ray Dark would obviously so be... Team Alien. I, I think, I think Team Zeus, I think, works well enough. Um, yeah, that's fine. Team... Ah, ooh, ooh, because obviously you've got like... T- team Ah for Team Magma and Team Ooh for Team Aqua. <laughs> one's hot, one's cold. Team Ah and Team Ooh. <laughs> what, what alias could be like? Um... Zool and Rice, Team Oil. <laughs> team War. T- team like... <laughs> Love War, I think. Team Fracking, yo. <laughs> <laughs> team Fifth Sector, Team Five. Oh my god! Team team regulations. <laughs> uh, uh, t- team conduct. Team uh, <laughs> team alien two for uh, for galaxy. <laughs> Rainbow alien. There no, you I, go. No, I, I don't. Rocket. I don't see any problem with any of these. I think these are all fantastic names. You know. I... <laughs> but but I guess is to say that yes. Um, the history of Inazuma, it did well. Like it, I think if the iceberg got up to like 50k views, then this one maybe worked its way up to 25. Mm. But we know it's there. Even years out down the line, it's going to be there for anyone to, to watch if they want to know about the history yeah. or how our little community started. But 
we're now at a point where four of us just got an Airbnb and parked out for a weekend to make loads of in-person videos, some of which is still not even out yet. Some of it is taking more editing than others, I can say that for sure. But such a quick turnaround of... Like, it still bends my mind to know that the iceberg was actually this year, in 2021, a year that is barely over halfway done. It's been a slow year. It's been a good year, but it's been a slow year. How the hell is that only July? Um, Genuinely, how the hell is that only July? I genuinely can't understand it. Like, iceberg, I think, was uh, late January, early February. And then, so we moved into making the history of Inazuma straight away. That was done by... Late March or early May, I think. That's not and how then, months work, uh, Isaac. Yeah, there's another month in between. There's that whole April thing. I know the way I can remember is the last people that I needed to speak to to get involved with it were Mila and Emmy, and I spoke to them for the first time in late March. I know that it would have been. I, yeah, so, I, I think it would have probably been April. Yeah, it was. So it yeah, it was been. April. So there you go, and then from april to july has just been pure oh these inner tubers get on really well let's banter and meet up and make loads of collabs together and yeah so it's it's also a bit of a weird one where because that's kind of taken over as such i've just somewhat forgotten to make a video that's on the scale of the iceberg in the history of inazuma again you know after the iceberg it's like well i've got to make another and then after the history of inazuma it wasn't oh i've got to make another big project it's got to be Oh, I've got to, I've got to keep in contact with these guys and just work on little individual. Is videos there going with, to be another big? Instead. Is there going to be another big video? Probably not at this stage. Like there is one of the IRL things that we filmed over the Airbnb course is going to take me weeks of editing, and it's taking me weeks of editing. Can't work on it this week at all because I've not got my actual PC with me. Yeah, um, it's not the kind of idea that feels as grand in scope as something like an iceberg or a history of. It's just a, a one-off little fun idea. But it, in terms of editing, it will end up taking similar lengths of time. Uh, but I wouldn't really consider that a big project in the same way as the past two. Just I know that it is going to take forever. Yeah. But now that um, I don't want to do away with random one-off videos now that it's nearly galaxy time, but I also haven't been able to commit to anything of that kind of scope with it in mind that in theory galaxy should be starting very very soon how many how very do i want hey, to be with hey, this statement right tell now? the toaster i have a really important question that the entire of the entirety of in of the Run community needs to know right now and I, I somehow i've gone 50 minutes without asking this which is mostly just been to stretch out people's watch time and if i was smart i would <laughs> i would wait until this and make this the last topic but i won't um when's galaxy so um i started recording it today (laughs) we kind of thought we should do the podcast today to commemorate a special occasion because the thing is the plus side is i've started filming galaxy the downside is i can't film any more galaxy (laughs) With how it stands at the moment, hopefully it's not going to be a massive thing, but it's still hard to, at least today, it's hard to put an estimate on when we'll be able to properly start that, because yeah. um, let's put some things in perspective. First of all, 
I've got a week off work at the moment to mm. try and record as much Galaxy as I can because I've just quit one job and I'm starting another one next week. Yes. And it's already Wednesday and while we're talking this, so I've got like half a week left to binge record Galaxy. Yeah. And, well, backstage we just finished what we thought would be version 2 of the fan translation, ready for release, like, ASAP. And as it turns out... um. It's got a little glitch in there so that the game crashes when you make it to Fire Dragon because it loads them all in the same spawn point. How is <laughs> so that So you happen? can't win. How the hell is that there, there is no goalkeeper, so the game just crashes when you click on the goal. <laughs> You'd be offside at pretty much every opportunity. So um, How has that happened? I've recorded three episodes, and the fourth one needs to be Fire Dragon... So I can't record any more until the game Yo, gets fixed. Galaxy Let's Play Spoilers, Episode 4, Fire Dragon. Oh my god, that you take on Fire Dragon in the first four episodes of Go Yo. Galaxy? That's ins- I think in the anime it's literally Episode 2, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, really they appear. Like, too early, in fact. I wish they waited a little bit longer to bring them, bring weird, them in. Not just yeah. for the sake of re- recording as many Let's Play episodes as I can before I hit the impossible wall of a game crash, but <laughs> it was it was just a bit quick, isn't it? Um, yeah, when you think about it, that kind of is. Huh. But, yeah, so it's like, I've started filming it, but I can't continue filming yeah. it until the game gets fixed, so that is once again... Out of my hands, you know, I would have loved to have started filming the series months ago, but uh, even though I'm part of the development team for working on the game, you know, my role was on fixing up the dialogue so that the grammar was correct and it felt a bit more like an official dub. Hmm. When it comes to the actual programming or putting the patch together, literally anything concerning the game and not just the writing, it's totally out of my hands. There's nothing I can do. That all falls down to the big man's sink to fix everything that goes wrong. Yeah. Poor guy. So it's no wonder it's taken this long to actually finish the patch. And I'm still glad that I was able to wait for version 2 instead of just playing it on the really old one that was not really complete enough to to unleash upon the world. Hasn't stopped me uh, from milking it it for views. (laughs) He sure did, whereas I elected for the absolute approach of patience, which doesn't work for everybody, I must admit, but it's like... You know, we during between version one and two, we found the actual official English move names that for everything that was in the anime. That's really the sick. Portuguese tub, the Portuguese dub of the anime just turned up on YouTube in the middle how is of that, like, like twenty twenty one. How has that eluded and people for so long? Did it, is it that it just got aired? I think it may have looped into the trademark only just uh, being resolved huh. within the past year. Maybe that. Either maybe it did air on TV and it's just only ended up on YouTube or maybe they've genuinely only just been able to put it on air. But I was speaking with a commenter of mine in the Philippines as well who said they only just aired the dub this year. So it just kind of showed up. And then uh, most of the dubs like French, Spanish and Italian, they come up with their own move names. Um, But Portugal don't. They speak in Portuguese, but all of the English move names are exactly the same. So we can check back on any other season yeah. that they've aired before. And yeah, the move names are identical between English and Portuguese. So when that turned up, that's how we found Radiation Storm and all the others. Do you ever wonder if, if um, Galaxy, so the game, did get dubbed, but they just could never release it? I reckon it, it did. Because if they were keeping up to yearly releases... They must have been working then, on it. In fact, 
Chrono Stones was nine months after Go Live, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. It was that quick of a turnaround. I have a funny feeling Go Galaxy did get dubbed and they just couldn't release it because the trademark it, it, came up too late. It does make me wonder if they would ever just dump it for somewhere. Like, just, just release it. Hmm. Like, it's an eShop Just exclusive. invalidate all our hard work, but we'd, <laughs> we'd totally do well, it anyway. The thing is, is, yeah, is there if the official Galaxy turned up, then I would want that. There's definitely a suspicion that it could just be dumped on the eShop this year. I don't know about an official release, but maybe maybe someone who worked on it has just secretly put it on a memory stick Yo, and then they might just want to give it to us inner tubers. Here's an exclusive, the actual Go Galaxy that we could Damn. never release. That'd be cool. All of us rushing, then we could like, find out. Ban- like blocking each other and like saying, no, only <laughs> the person who gets to it first may survive. I just don't tell anyone that I've got the official game until I've finished recording the whole series. <laughs> and this is where we learn the official names for all of the moves that weren't in the anime. So, like, Buddy's dribbling move, you know, we sadly learned that his shooting move was not called Brutal Head, but simply Driving Header so much. in English, which is so very much. sad. But, like, Aura Aura Mensch, that's a very Japanese name that we had to just come up with a name for, so we called it Menacing Glare yeah. in our patch. But it's like, somewhere out there, it will have an official name. Yes. We just don't know what it is because there's no way mm. to know. And I bet someday we'll just speak to the right person involved with the translations and we'll literally find out everything. Yeah, um, I, I think there's a story there. I'm going to uncover it. Yellow, Stay tuned to the Yellow Shot podcast. We've got to be a bit of a keen and sharp here and just uncover the truth. One day I'll get the translator um, of these games on the podcast. Get him to spill all the tea. But, like, I knew I was never going to make the Let's Play on version 1 because I was the one going through version 1 to find all the grammar errors and help to fix them. Because I, before the patch released, I did all the story files. Mm. So anything that's actually unavoidable. But then when it came to just NPCs and anything in the overworld, I never got to read that until I was playtesting the game that did indeed get released publicly. But there was a lot to fix. I won't lie. I must have taken... Uh, well, over a thousand photos of things to fix, uh, which Sync and Nep genuinely did go all the way through and sort. Really, and Sejo, Sejo was massive for fixing all of the stuff in the late stages. But between all the grammar errors and the fact that the official move names turned up um, just out of nowhere in the middle of production, it's like, yeah, there was no way I was going to start the Let's Play until version two was finished. And it did take longer than I expected, I won't lie. And now, this week, we thought we'd finished it. And then Fire Dragon crashes the game, so (laughs) we'll carry on. Eventually, there'll be a version 2. But what I can say for the time being is that I have made three recordings of Go Galaxy. I can do no more until somebody else has fixed the game for me. Um, It seems very try-hard that I'm in the Inazuma Orion kit right now. But um, the reason for that is, it, I mean, it still is try hard, but um, I'm actually doing face cam in a Let's Play for the first time. I'd never, ever done that. Um, but people like TXM and Bjorn and Charlie, they, they all do that as their standard thing. And I'm like, yeah, this does add a lot. Why don't I just, why don't I just do that? Um, so I, in the three episodes I recorded today, I thought, oh, yeah, I need to be on camera now. I have... I am currently at my mum's house to celebrate having a week off work. So I thought, let's just pick a quieter recording environment to go ham on Galaxy. 
In fact, right now it is one of my housemates' birthdays up in Newcastle, so if I was there, those three videos wouldn't have got done today, I'll tell you that much. So we've kind of buggered off to me mum's. Uh, she kindly offered to do all me washing for me, as me mum, as mums do, bless them. So I'm just like, I'm about to start Go Galaxy, and all of my clothes are on the washing line, except for the Inazuma cosplay, and I had one other option, just... The fire trap shirt I was wearing the day before, which, as you can tell, the words are backwards on camera. So unless I flip the footage, at which case I would then be staring over there and the gameplay would be over there. So I'm like, right, well, I guess we've committed to just being an Inazuma player on the camera and still wearing it because it's the only bit of clothing I've got at my mum's at the moment. So there's your there's your backstory, but... Yeah, so we've we've not got my usual background of the soundproofing, which is a shame, but first three eps will be this guy in the White Wall land, and then we'll see what it looks like for episode four whenever that can happen. So the channel for now, I'm just going to keep releasing Ares alongside stuff that we filmed at the IRL meetup. That's going to fill weeks, maybe months anyway. I'm going to stop Paul Galaxy to the best of my abilities. I'm going to start that new job next week and run out of time all over again. I can't just make five videos in one day like Tom over here does. Uh, just don't have the time in the day and it's very unfortunate. I wish I wish I did have that level of freedom, but being an adult is a different lifestyle. Enjoy your youth, kids, because it will go and you won't be able to do YouTube quite as much as you want. But Hey, Galaxy is happening in the background mm. and it will start to release as soon as I am confident that the game will not break while I'm playing through it and I've at least built up enough videos to release them semi-regularly. You know, I don't do daily uploads because I can't, but at least I want to try and stick to every every three, four days for episodes. Yeah. Um, Back in the Inazuma two days, I was doing every other day, and I was really proud of that. But when I was in university holidays, then this guy comes along and says, "Ah, oh, that was nothing. <laughs> Here he comes with his five videos a day. But um, yeah, so it's just a matter of recording Galaxy for now, not releasing. I still haven't edited one either. You know, that's a whole process. But as of literally today, I can say that recording has begun and stopped. <laughs> Ah, oh well. <laughs> well, I guess if we're thinking... So that's talking about the Let's Plays of the Future, which we'll get back to. But I propose to you a fun little challenge, Tale of the Toaster. Um, let's look back at the Let's Plays of your past. And I'm going to ask you mm. to rank them all from memory. All right. So I have 11 Let's Plays up here. I'm not including your mini ones. Because I think that, that just, that's no, a bit so much. No Robot Wars coverage, no flashlight. Although, out of the mini Let's Plays, Learning Land was an experience. Yo. That sure was. Yo. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, Thomas and friends steaming around Sodor. I still did play the entire game. Postman Pat DS. I did show off all the content. Sure, it only took two parts, but it's still a complete video game. But yeah, out of the full-length ones. Um, so we've got 11. We've got 11. Mario Tennis Power Tour. Mario Kart Super Circuit, Super Smash Bros. He's Brawl, actually remind Pokemon me. Channel, Paper Mario, Sonic Lost World, and then all five in Azuma 11 games. So, 
How are they being ranked? What's what comes? At, let, let's go from eleven to first. Let's go. Let's work our way. Let's work our way. Should we just separate the Inazumas and I'll just try and rank the ones that are not Inazuma? Nah, throw the Inazumas um, in there. Why not? Good crack. Good crack. Well, I mean, I would say all, I'd say all five of the Inazumas are probably occupying six of the top five well, anyway. We'll, we'll, so we'll guess... work our way there. We'll work our way there. So. Uh, it would make sense to put Mario Kart Super Circuit at the bottom just because it was only 11 episodes uh, and it was one of the only Tale of the that? Toaster. That's that's creepy. Well, because there's, there's 10 Grand Prix in the game. Oh. <laughs> and so I did all 10 of them and then 11 was a multiplayer showcase kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it was very, very notably 11 episodes, but... Uh, I was still dealing with, you know, emulator sync lag, and it was just a tiny let's play. It was, it was quite knowingly filling time over towards a bigger project after that, because um, I knew I was saving up for a capture card, and then as soon as I got one, Subspace Emissary was the first one I did with a capture card. Um, so I'll put Super Circuit at the bottom. Yeah. Mario Tennis Power Tour is a hard one to rank, because it is my first let's play ever. Yeah. It still had emulator sync issues where I wasn't really a good enough editor to get around that fact. Mm. Um, so that's an objective flaw with it. It's also by far the most dated Let's Play on the channel. Yeah. I guess that makes sense given that it is the oldest. It's from literally 2012. Um, one The thing I remember the most is I had an episode where pretty much the entire commentary... Uh, I talked about whatever the hell I wanted in those episodes because every episode would at least contain a tennis match at some point. That gameplay wasn't going to change too much. It was kind of like in Azuma where I'd still give specific voices to all of the anime-style NPCs. Um, You know, you had the Scottish headmaster. uh, Whisker would be the guy with the buff voice. Um, And so it's it's the most in Azuma-like Let's Play without being in Azuma. But it's also, yeah, if I was talking about whatever was on my mind at the time of recording, then there was like an episode where I was talking about how excited I was for the Wii U to come out. (laughs) I see what you mean. I was like, I was going through the whole process in my mind of, oh, I I want to get the, I should ask for the black one because it's got more memory, um, but I prefer white as a color and, uh, you know, my mum's not got that much money, so she kind of, for her sake, I kind of want to go for the white one. I was just going on that kind of thing pre-release of the Wii U in the Let's Play, so it is completely unrevisitable at this stage. But the level of passion that went into that one is almost unmatched. I think only Inazuma could compare, really, because... I love Mario Tennis Power Tour. It's one. Of, it's still one of my favourite games. Yeah. Literally just Inazuma, but with tennis. It's got Mario in the name, but Mario is not in it until the post-game. The whole story is original characters. Um, and yeah, so... That's the one that's hardest to rank, because I've obviously not watched it back. It yeah. was one of the ones I enjoyed doing the most, and it's one of the closest to my original, to my current style, while also being the most horrifically out of date. Um, but I'm gonna, I'll probably put it in the upper half of the non-Inazumas, I guess, just because it's. I really had a lot of passion for that game. Yeah. Um, 
Paper Mario was the only blind Let's Play I ever did, and that was like a solid 83 episodes. 84. They were the ones that were being... Hey, he knows I wasn't far off, though, was no, I? Oh, my... Also, 83? 80, 84? What the hell? What on earth? It's a pretty pretty long game, huh? I'd scream if any um, of my Let's Plays got over, like, 30 episodes. <laughs> um, that's the thing with JRPGs. Paper Mario technically counts as one. Bloody hell. Um, I enjoyed it because I had never played that game before, and... Uh, I certainly liked it a lot. I then played The Thousand Year Door in my own time, and that's actually one of my favourite games ever. Mm. Like, that's easily top 20. Uh, I did not make a blind Let's Play of Thousand Year Door because I knew that Paper Mario took me over a year. Bloody hell. I started it while I was finishing college, and then it took me through getting my first job. Uh, All kinds of different life events were happening throughout Paper Mario, and that it dragged it out a lot longer than it needed to be. Um. And, yeah, I'd never done blind, still doing my voice acting stuff, still genuinely giving reactions to the games. But at the end of the day, it was it was a huge let's play that took up a big period of my life, really. And I could look at gameplay of stuff that happens in Paper Mario now, and I oftentimes won't even remember it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I could I could watch my own let's play of Paper Mario and I wouldn't have a clue what what was said or what happened. Yeah. And I was only having like the three regular commenters giving giving feedback. I was really grateful I had all of those guys, but it's I guess it's the let's play I remember the least. So we'll put that next after Mario Kart Super okay. Circuit, I guess. Again, it's impossible to rank Mario Tennis, but I'm gonna say subspace is probably after that. That was one of the most informative ones I've ever done because I knew a lot about Super Smash Brothers Brawl and I was not afraid to hide mm. it. Um so the plus side, yeah, there was a lot of genuine information in there from someone who played that game a lot and had a lot of insight to one day share as an actual Super Smash Brothers competitive commentator, which is one of the other things I do on the side and I really, really enjoy. And uh, that's been a little side thing of mine that's done really well for itself. But yeah. back when all I had was Let's Plays, it was probably very informative but was it anything else (laughs) is what i probably asked myself was it just purely an info dump did i actually remember to like be entertaining and make jokes um i don't know because i'm not gonna watch it back but nowadays when super smash brothers has over 80 characters in it and you couldn't possibly hope to know any everything this was back in the days where if you were nerdy enough you could know everything, and I'd hit that level. Nice, nice. Um, so, yeah, it was probably detailed, but maybe probably a bit boring. Um, yeah. So we'll put we'll put that. Maybe it's better than Paper Mario. Maybe it's worse. Can't remember. But I'll just say Super Circuit, then Paper Mario, then Brawl, then I've forgotten about Sonic Lost World because that came after Inazuma One, but that was. I guess I'll put it low as well. Like I think it was good, but it was only twelve episodes. Seventeen so comparing to seven. Oh, seventeen. Yeah. Uh, but it probably shouldn't have been though. I probably split that up into episodes that were shorter than they needed to be. I'm curious. Um, what were they? I loved. I loved the thumbnails because they were nice and custom with some art that I'd gotten made. What for are you me. talking about? Wait, and... actually, no, no, no. It's only sixty. It's only sixteen. I think. I think you just slapped in a random video into this playlist for the crack. Right, sixteen, and then. 
one of them was multiplayer and one of them was coverage of the 3DS one. So yep. it was like 14 parts of the main story. Um, so it was the only time I'd ever done something that actually involved like challenging gameplay while commentating because I'd only ever really done RPGs and would only continue to do RPGs. Um, so I wasn't really used to it, but I was enjoying it. And it's a game that I think is underappreciated and enjoyed uh, doing a lot. So I really want... The idea of that one was to try and help people appreciate Sonic Lost World because it's a game that gets dicked on quite a lot and yeah. regarded as one of the worst Sonic ones. And I actually, I wanted to show that it's it's fun, but nobody watched that one. Like, f- And fair enough, Like, because I was still a fairly small channel at the time. I'd just done Inazuma 1, but uh, people were gradually finding my channel, but it wasn't to watch Lost World. It was to watch the Inazuma vid- series that I'd just finished. Um... I think it was pretty good, but I didn't... It wasn't like a 100% thing. I didn't get all the red rings like you might expect from a a more complete Sonic Lost World project. Mm. Um, It didn't have any of the on-disc DLC that you get from buying the game brand new, because I didn't. (laughs) I got it much later, so... um, I guess we'll put it, like... Under Brawl above Paper Mario, I guess, just because it's a short thing that was... It was probably pretty good, but um, there's not much to it. And not much meat on so its that bones, means, I get you. Yeah, and I'll shove Mario Tennis above all of those as a risk. That's probably way off, to be honest, but <laughs> it's... If I was going to re-let's play any game on this channel, then that's a shout. Oh, um, that would be a really sick project. That would be a super rule sick it out. project. Especially now that it's on the Wii U, so I could actually record it on a console instead of on an emulator. You should do um, I genuinely think you should do that, because I think... That'd be a good live stream if ever I did live streams. Yo! Uh, wish I had that kind of time, but you know. I think I think Mario Tennis is not completely dead, yeah. but for the time being, it can just go there in the tier list. Nice. Uh, God, I've gone into great detail on this answer, haven't I? It's um, what I expect. But what I'm basically... What I'm basically building up to is that all of the Inazumas go above everything that I've said before then. um, Because it's just clearly such a specialist niche that I've built the rest of the channel around. That that bloody better be (laughs) superior to the stuff I made between 2012 and 2015. Um, But there is one Let's Play on my channel that can contend (laughs) with the Inazumas and maybe even exceed them. Um, I kind of say it half as a joke, but if anyone asks me what's the best series on your channel, they're probably expecting an Inazuma answer, and I will just hit them with Pokemon Channel, because Pokemon Channel was such a ride. That game is something else. Are you at all familiar with Pokemon Channel? I played through all of it. Did you? Like, as a player? You mean on the game? Well, yeah, I, I... Not as a I played it all. Um, I, I played. Yeah, I played the game. I played the entire game. It's it's something. It's a video game. It's a video game. Is it a video Is game? It a video it's a television game? simulator. You get a um, Jirachi at the end. But I would say Pokemon Channel is the only old Let's Play of mine that I could still say to this day that's worth watching. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to tell someone to watch Sonic Lost World or Paper Mario or Mario Tennis, but Pokemon Channel still holds up as, hopefully, the best Let's Play of Pokemon Channel on YouTube. I don't know how many there are. Certainly when I made it, there was, like, next to none. 
Um, but I'm actually curious. The whole idea of the game is just you watch television with Pikachu until he just randomly attacks you, <laughs> unprovoked, and all I have to uh, do is just give my genuine reactions as to how pissed off Pikachu is for being in my possession. Your po- your Pokemon Channel just... Let's Play is actually it's the second that comes up. Fun fact: if you if you look Still, up Pokemon Channel d- Let's Play. Why is no one covering Pokemon Channel? I know it's not a good game, what, but it's guess very. I know what I'm making a video it's on. very funny. <laughs> Suppose you should, but uh, God, I even rewatched the series a couple of years ago to make custom thumbnails for it. And even when I watched that back, yeah, there's still the cringe of watching yourself. Like it wasn't a completely comfortable experience, yeah. but it was enough to say, okay, my voice is very different. Not all of this is great, but I was just clearly. Very entertained by everything that was going on around me within a cheeky, like, 12 or 13 part series about Pokemon. Everyone gets Pokemon. Um, I think Pokemon Channel is enough to mix amongst the Inazumas in the actual tier list of best, best Tale of the Toast to Let's Plays. So... If anyone wants to watch the Pokemon Channel Let's Play, just leave me some comments and tell me if I'm completely misremembering this. Because maybe it's actually awful. (laughs) It could actually be a load of crap. But the way I remember it is that it was my best Let's Play by a long way before we started Inazuma. And now it's, it's very different to the Inazuma content, but something that I think still holds up. I should watch it. Um, I should watch it and judge for you. You should live stream reactions. <laughs> Yo, oh my god. Watching Tails old Pokemon channel Let's Play. Can you imagine? <laughs> Don't give me ideas. Wouldn't wouldn't take you very long. Wait, how many episodes um, is that? Thirteen. It's like thirteen, I 13? think. And they're not long Let's either. Let's do it. Cause how much can you do? In Pokemon Channel, you've played the game. There's not much to it. What are you talking about? It's a <laughs> massive game, full of so many exciting but we, things. But I did genuinely cover everything in it. Like, oh. I'm apart from getting Jirachi onto a cartridge. Like that wasn't really possible. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, I covered everything in Pokemon Yo. Channel, except for like random Pokemon that you could meet every now and again. But that would just be scraping the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> um. <laughs> if I rate the Inazumas, yep. the first one was back when I didn't have an Inazuma audience, so I felt more obliged to take the piss and make it sound a- appealing or take the mickey out of it for being unappealing yeah. to my non-Inazuma audience. So that's a pretty different one to the others. Um, not necessarily bad. Like People still rewatch that and tell me how much they enjoyed it, and I'm very grateful for everyone who does go back to it. I think the Let's Play of Inazuma 2 will have been better because I had more passion for that game and I was starting to accept actually people watching this do like Inazuma. Mm. So let's uh, yeah. let's keep that in mind. Inazuma 3 will have been better than that, I would imagine. Um, I wish it had a better layout for every episode, but um, you know that was the one where we built the team that we were happiest with. We had the, you know, we met Pants, we... That was the first time I'd actually watched the anime alongside doing the Let's Play to make sure I had the genuine information to hand. Yeah. So it was the most practice, and I think it's also the best game, uh, which you don't agree Not with. Not at all. I know, Not at all. But I hate Inazuma Run 3. 
but but it's even if I even if that's not my opinion anymore, I still think it's the most universally liked. So yeah, yeah it was longer than the other Let's Plays. I'd done more research. I'd had a fun team, more jokes. So I think those Let's Plays do literally go in order of one, two, three. Uh, but then what about Go? Still a... Go was a bit of a change of pace. Um, I have this one very dedicated commenter called Ina Satic, who's just watched all five of my Inazuma Let's Plays back in a month, leaving very detailed comments with time frames about every step of the way. Yeah. And some of the things he highlighted that I would just say in those first three Let's Plays were off the rails. I can't believe some of the stuff I came out with in those old Let's Plays. I'm like, what happened to that guy? The old tale of the toaster can't come to the phone because he's dead. (laughs) I'm pretty sure a different person was making those series sometimes. I think Go Light is a much more serious story. Um, you know, it's taking the Mickey out of itself a lot less, so there was less room to play around with what we were saying about it. While mm. also, one of the things I was liking the most about making those Let's Plays was building my own custom team for people to attach themselves to. Whereas in Go, pal packing is awful. Yeah. So you can't build a custom team for people to grow attached to. You could get a couple of randoms along the way, but they're not going to have fighting spirits. They're not going to be useful. Yeah. Um, And you just, yeah, you can't really just ask Mr. Veteran to recruit someone, have some dialogue, make a part of the video about recruiting them and then take them from there. So that was obviously going to be missing a big a big part of what I liked the most about the Let's Plays, and that's why it will at least fall behind in Azuma 2 and 3, I think. Uh, and I guess that kind of inadvertently changed my style of commentary, maybe to be less saying whatever the hell mm. and at least keeping it more focused. Um, I guess part of that was I was kind of updating my style of doing Smash Brothers commentary as well because I used to go to those events and say whatever the hell was on my mind on the middle of commentary and everyone was like dude this isn't on you're here to commentate a super smash brothers tournament why are you talking about the balloons in smashville talk about the actual gameplay that these competitive players are putting on display so i kind of changed my style of commentary for that and i guess it gradually seeped back into inazuma without me noticing yeah. um let's go light maybe on just pure keeping it in Azuma focus. Maybe it's a little bit above in Azuma one, or maybe you could say that the the lower regard for keeping things focused actually makes in Azuma one better. Mm, it, I get you. I get <laughs> you. Depends on personal opinion for that. Um, so I'll just say with Go Light, we tried really hard on the layouts and the thumbnails. So maybe that's enough to put it above. <laughs> True. In Azuma one, I Definitely guess. Definitely the best looking um, of your like. Let's. But is it better than Pokemon Channel? Who knows? Oh, we'll find out at the end of the live stream. <laughs> um, and then Chrono Stones, I think, was probably... So I've not exactly watched my Inazuma 2 Let's Play back, so how am I supposed to compare to that? Yeah. But, um, Chrono Stones is one of my favourite games in the series. Um, 2, 3 and Chrono Stones are my favourites, story-wise at least, so... A lot of the fun there was just playing the game again for the first time in five years. 
And rem- I was still watching the anime alongside it to keep myself up to date. But a lot of the stuff I was seeing in those recordings, I'd forgotten about because I'd not done it in years and years. Um, so the commentary, um, again, was was almost entirely about the subject matter, as I recall. But then it's also given me so much in the post game, like the level 99 routes. That was a full 16 videos that still counts as part of the Let's Play um, it's by far the biggest Let's Play, mm. and the layouts were more try-hard than ever. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you did make the template. I certainly made most of the individual ones, but yeah, um, it's a thank you to both of us on that, I guess. Um, ranking my own content is, is pretty hard, you know? Oh, that's why I made you do I, it. I guess... Chrono Sun still didn't have that freedom of building my own custom team yeah. for the main story, but it did have that freedom for the level 99 routes. So even if people didn't mm. get to have knockoff Bylong and Pants and Prizari in the main story, they still came eventually. So I guess maybe Chrono Stones is behind Inazuma 3 for the best, but then... Inazuma 2 is probably funnier, whereas Chrono Stones has got more content and a bit more professionalism to it. So, I don't know, but I'm just going to say offhand, Inazuma 3, Chrono Stones, Inazuma 2, Pokemon Channel, (laughs) Go Light, Inazuma 1, Mario Tennis Power Tour, maybe... Subspace Emissary, Sonic Lost World, Paper Mario, a Mario Kart Super Circuit. But then also there's stuff like Learning Land and Postman Pat that you can put en- put and anywhere. That's the definitive <laughs> list. You can never change it. It's so let down. me know how much you disagree by watching the content. I mean, I guess. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we went. What? What was the order you went for the Inazuma games? It was three, Chrono Stones, two. What? Wait, was it one, then light, or light, then one? I'm tentatively saying go light higher, okay, okay. but who knows. I would think I'd put your two Let's Play first. Would you? I think that's, that's so... the one I think I have the fondest memories of, and if I ever go back and rewatch one, it'll be the two. I know that's your favourite of the Inazuma games anyway, whereas three would be that for yeah. me. Um, but, you know, I can only speak from the perspective of making one and get the feedback that i was given at the time obviously i had a lot more live feedback for three and go than i did for two for a much smaller audience so maybe two genuinely is it probably is partly because of my like because i think my inazuma 11 2 let's play is my best let's play two, and that's probably just Hmm. because i like two so much that like i will just automatically regard it as the best (laughs) hmm and Inazuma 2 was my favourite at the time of making yeah. it. Inazuma 3 only kind of leapt, ac- leapt above during the process of making that Let's Play. And then Chrono Stones, I knew that if I was more keen on uh, pal packing and stuff like that, then that main story potentially had enough to be my favourite mm. as well. But the matches were too long and pal packing still sucks, so it was never going to yeah, quite have that. That's but fair. There were basically three Let's Plays of Inazuma that I made where at any point in time I could have been thinking, this might be my favourite. It's only one and go, and 
I guess Galaxy, <laughs> where that's not going to be on their mind. But even Galaxy, I think, has the best gameplay in the series. Yeah, Just, yeah I agree with that. I can't react as much to the in-game dialogue when I wrote part of it. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. But that'll be a completely different Let's Play, because I'll be able to give actual developer insight onto how mm. things were made. It'll probably be the most informative one yet, but I can at least say for the three that I've made... It's not been a pure info dump like Subspace Emissary, and we've definitely got some gags in there. So it's been fun. I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. And I think the entirety of, of the English-speaking and Azuma Land community is. Um, it seems that way, so I hope I can turn it around as quickly as possible. Fire Dragon, please work on the next version of the did, game. Did, some, did someone say 100k views, perhaps? Can we, can we hit it? What, for part yeah. one? Can we hit it? Can, can we get that? I mean, the first video I've got a release that will be Go Galaxy related will be the actual installation tutorial. That could definitely get like a um, ton of views. Here's my guess. Again, I don't Here's really my prediction. Want, not... Here's my prediction. Okay, here's my prediction. I think that Go Galaxy Part One will be the most viewed video on your channel, and I think uh, possibly. I mean, it's got Inazuma One Part One has over a hundred thousand now, and that's had years to build that. I think I think Galaxy yeah. will get there, and I think. Um, I think the installation tutorial will get 60k views. That's um, just my random prediction. Well that, that'd be cool. Well, you know, I'm not going to be paying too much attention to the views on that thing because it's not really... You know, I'm making the video because I want people to help get the game. Yeah. I'm not doing it for my own benefit, though. Like, I'm not going to monetize it because then it would feel like I'm profiting off the free fan patch. That's fair. That's which fair. is in- entirely not the point. Like, that's... It'll be on my channel... Because I want people watching my Let's Play to be able to play the game for themselves. But, um, you know, if that ends up being the most viewed video on the channel ever, then fair enough. <laughs> but we're not doing it for, for any kind of self-benefit. It's just to actually make sure people can play the game. So I've got one last question for you. Um, and it is, it is it's, it's, quite, it's quite an existential one. Another I've one. Got, I've, got, I've got one last one. <laughs> what is... Your plan for post Go Galaxy? He's hitting me with this one real early, isn't he? Post Go Galaxy. <laughs> this isn't a problem I need to think about for at least another no, year. Because we bad. know what's happening. We Mr. know Toaster. that when Galaxy is finished, we will find every level 99 competition oh. route in that. If Galaxy isn't at least 500 game. episodes, you've done something wrong. You've done something terribly wrong. Yeah. So we want to thoroughly extinguish Go Galaxy for everything it's got um, until Great Road of Heroes releases, right? Hey, That's going to happen. That's going to happen, maybe. To um, fair, by the time you finish Galaxy, it actually might have. So, yeah, that's quite scary. <laughs> Who knows? Um, we are obviously making reviews of every episode of Inazuma 11 Ares at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm. It's not going to be followed on by Orion. We're just going to... Like at this point, I'm basically done recording that series, and it's just down to HK16 to edit them. While I again focus on Galaxy, that's why we've got an editor for those in the first place. They are not quick jobs. Yeah. Um, recording an Orion series would certainly take forever because that's like a 46 part thing. Yes. Um, it's an option, but not necessarily one that I'm saying is is the definitive thing for After Go Galaxy. Just I'll maybe do it if I feel like it, but. Uh, currently I don't <laughs> because I realised how much of an editing ball like the things actually are and yeah. uh, having to rely on someone else 
can be can be a godsend at times because wow, I've actually got time in my life back. But then also you do want to be able to control your own stuff ideally. So I don't know if I'm ever going to do Orion stuff, but it's technically an option should I choose to fall back on it. We absolutely 100% do want to make a Let's Play of Little Battlers experience. I think that is a game that Inazuma fans would get a lot out of. And almost in a Sonic Lost World sense, but this time with an actual audience to project myself to. I really do believe that a majority of in if you like Inazuma, you would like Little Battlers Experience. There's a lot of similarities between the two because they are made by the same people, and they heck they have a crossover movie. Clearly, they're compatible, um, and that's a game I'm excited to show everybody because I it's, it's like it's it's gone through the same problems as Inazuma as well. It's a three part series, and only one ever got localized. I don't think there is a fan patch for the other ones. Um, but I've not played it since it came out, and that was that was in 2015. Yeah. Um. So by the time we make the let's play, it'll be even further away than it is now. Um. But that will be something I want to do after Go Galaxy is completely Wait. finished. There will be a little battle's experience let's play one day. Yeah. But you also you don't want to completely abandon Inazuma either, because if I just stopped being in an inner tuber and I became a Danball tuber, <laughs> then, you know, you're going to gradually lose people. Some people are going to care about Little Battler's experience and naturally some people are not. Yeah. Um, can't guarantee that they're all going to, all the Inazuma people are going to watch that as well. Um, so I'd, I'd at least want to supplement it with one-offs again. You know, we did the iceberg, we did the history, we've done tier lists, we've done all kinds of Inazuma oddities. Um, and I kind of want to keep them going throughout Galaxy, but it's going to be harder to put the focus on them. On yeah. them. But when when all of the Inazuma games are le- fully let's played, I'm not going to stop being an inner tuber because that is what we've built ourselves up to be. And you know, I've had this obstacle already. Chrono Stones is done. Galaxy is not finished. What am I going to do? Okay, we'll just make videos about Inazuma in any capacity. And yeah. I'm sure we'll carry on doing that. It's, it wouldn't be with any degree of frequency. I would still be in the full-time working lifestyle. And, you know, there's only so much time I can spend on YouTube in a week. I wish I could spend more, but I can't. But I think the answer could change over the next year because I am, again, at a point where I've recorded three episodes of Go Galaxy and can't do anything with them. The answer could entirely change by the end of the Let's Play itself, but I think Little Battlers experience is the most certain thing that's going to happen, and there will be at least some level of Inazuma content interspersed throughout whatever it may be. (laughs) But Mm. we'll work it out mainly when we get there, (laughs) because it's not, thankfully, something that we have to think about just yet. When's the Danganronpa Let's Play, Mr. Toaster? When's the dang? What would be the point in a Danganronpa let's play from someone who already knows everything that happens? It'd just be a full, like, several tens of hours let's plays of trying not to spoil things. <laughs> When's the. The game is designed to be blind reacted to. Even the frigging Game Grumps have done it at When's this the point. Yokai it's one of my favourite series, but. When's, like, the, the, the Yokai Watch let's play? When's the Professor Layton let's play? 
Leighton would be fun. <laughs> Leighton is that's, really that's fun the way to, to keep level play. You know what level five series I should bring more attention to after Inazuma and Little Battler's experience. Kind of let's just let's just be the best aeroporter player oh, in the world. No. Oh, let's no. just be an aerotuber and really go ham with daily videos of just practicing aeroporter it's until true. I'm acceptable. At the it's game. just the same video released every single day of you doing the exact same things, but each time slightly yeah. better. Slightly. This time he's remembered. Oh, he's optimized his R button presses to get the luggage up just that little bit quicker. <laughs> the one, tr- the one tuber in the world. Well, it's not even that you're getting better. It's the exact same video, just edited so the speed is slightly faster. <laughs> <laughs> Aeroporter, but every time I say plane, the video speeds up. <laughs> there's been, there's been expert. Oh. <laughs> Tail and Tom collab. <laughs> That's what we make. We don't do Inazuma anymore. We just do Aeroporter. <laughs> oh, I love that. But anyway, thank you so much for being on this podcast, Mr. Toastman. Thank you. Thank you. I had a bloody good time. I wish I could have brought a yellow shirt to the Yellow Shirt podcast, but like I say, the entire wardrobe of clean clothes is here on screen, and I'm not sure this qualifies as clean anymore. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> we'll try and get a yellow shirt for the future. Is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, you have free reign to, to drop whatever you want to drop. I think it's fairly clear at this point that I'm going to be making a Let's Play of Inazuma 11 Go Galaxy. Wait, Big what was Bang. the name of that game again? The... Inazuma 11 Go Galaxy Big Bang. Oh, so shit. Supernova is there for the taking, I guess, even though I have already played mm. through Supernova to get to the post game. Right. And build up a reasonable team right. so that I can also cover. So the that's stuff my in that next as well. um, but... three months of content. Thank you very much. I'm going to do it on version one <laughs> to really piss you off. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to. This drink does contain alcohol. <laughs> we need it now. <laughs> but yo, okay. Uh, so make sure you go subscribe to youtube.com slash tale of the toaster. And hey. But even before we start Go Galaxy, I've got at least one video slowly being made. The one that's not quite the big project, but is still going to take weeks to edit. That's going to have Tom in it. And I think it's going to be really good. So just, if you want more Tom, he appears on my channel quite a lot. But I imagine you're probably already aware of that. (laughs) Make sure you go subscribe to him. All his links will be in the description for... Uh, his YouTube and his Twitter and his Smash Wiki page. Um... <laughs> where you got the friggin' photo from. I know. I know where that was first uploaded. Um, but anyway, thank you so much. And I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Yellow Shirt Podcast. Uh, Miss Tail Toaster, what should the people comment down below if they have watched the entirety of this podcast? Plain. Include plain in and your comments. And then the comment. podcast gets faster. <laughs> and then the podcast gets faster. And it'll get you through this two hours quite a bit sooner. So everyone join me on the journey to be the best aeroporter exactly. YouTuber in the world. And also, if you came from my channel and you're not yet subscribed to Tom, what are you doing? You. 
hit the button. Why am I on nearly 13,000 subscribers and this man's on one and a bit thousand? Where's the other 9,000 and something have you gone? That's not how yeah, maths work. Very much Let's not have another math. swig and we can work it out. But just bloody subscribe to him already. What more can the man I do? Know. He's so good. Anyway, I'll see you guys then. Um, for now, stay fresh. Bye. I don't think I'm fresh at this point, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>